This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 446 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Reese and Philip are off this week getting ready for the holidays. They'll be back next week in the all host episode that we do every year. There'll be one of eight different or there'll be two of eight different hosts that are on the all host episode. It's always a lot of fun. And you'll find that in the Dressage Radio Show feed for next week. In the meantime, we have a best of episode for you. A little revisit back to episode 345 that we did in January of 2016 with Lynn Palm. She explains Western Dressage and gives us tips about collection. Plus, a great conversation about some bizarre judges' comments. So join Reese and Philip here uh, as they go back in time. And then next week, the All Hosts episode. And of course, this show, as always, is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and the Shoulder Relief Girth. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Microphase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening the, to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. Hi, Reese. Happy New Year. Happy so, New Year. It's just you and me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Our first night of the year. You never Hanging know. out with the cool kids, trying to figure out how all this technology works again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think I, you I guys think, have a good New Year. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been good. It's been... Um, it was crazy for a bit, just around the holidays, and then now it seems like it's slowed down, even though I'm you know, going back, just getting into the routine of work. How about you? <laughs> Same. I, I think for all of us, you know, holidays were so crazy, but it was super fun. I got to spend it with my nieces and nephew, and, and they're just a dog. They're so cute and <laughs> funny, and you know, there's you just have to learn there's some level of chaos that just, I'm not used to that. <laughs> right, right. There's, yeah, you can only chaos. control so much, right? Exactly. I'm used to horsey chaos. I can completely handle that. But <laughs> when there's four little ones running around, that's not what I'm really good at. But uh, it was good for me. And uh, it was really fun. So uh, also kind of, well, we uh, started the big trek to Florida. You know, it, Florida's fantastic. But when you're moving nine horses... Um, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. It, it's really, it's not easy. And, and for packing up months. the whole farm and all the stuff. Yeah. They yeah, come with a lot think, of stuff, don't they? Oh my gosh. So much. And, and you think, well, it's okay because it is okay. And you can, and truly 
buy anything in Wellington, but you know, when you have that many horses, it's just not feasible to buy everything. So right. we really try to, to take as much as we can. And, uh, yeah, the semi left yesterday and they, the first group got there all in good shape and I head down on Thursday. So I'm ready. Awesome. I just got cold. <laughs> it was 18 degrees this morning. I thought, oh, yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's having the same sort of experience. Yeah. Um, it was yesterday. Just yesterday, it got really cold here, yeah. uh, you know, and we were really enjoying sort of a, a fall winter, you know, some yep. nice weather. And then all of a sudden, snow and cold and, oh, I was not ready for it. I know. No, no, no. It's so true. It is. So, yeah, but you're coming down here shortly. You'll be in Wellington next week, right? Uh, the week after. Week after. Sorry. So, it's two weeks before we head down. Um, we're really excited about the uh, USDF Adequin FEI level trainers conference. Yeah, and so that is actually January 18th through 19th at High Meadow Farms in Loxahatchee, Florida. And there is a reception that will be held at Dover Saturday at 615. Um, and some of the criteria, because this is really a fantastic, fantastic um, event. The one that's happening in Wellington is um, actually Yo Hinneman. And I have never seen Yo Hinneman. So I'm really looking forward to kind of hearing his. He's an old school trainer. It's been around a long time, trained a lot of people. Um, so to be eligible for this conference, uh, you have to be a USDF uh, bronze and silver medalist. Um, and also gold medalist. You can be an L program graduate, a USDF certified instructor, USEF and FEI licensed judges, Brentina Cup qualified riders from previous or current year, NAYRC qualified riders from the previous year or current year. Uh, they have some great demo riders this year, Heather Blitz, Endel Otts, Marianne Grant, Aiden Uller, our faves. <laughs> we love Aiden. I'm sure we'll, we'll grab her to come on and talk to us about it. Um, Melissa Jackson, Kate Poulin, and JJ Tate. Um, and so if anybody has any um, questions or want to hear a little bit more about the criteria, uh, go to the USDF website, usdf.org, and you'll find all the information there. And uh, if you have any questions, we're also happy to help you in any way we can and get you to the right people. But we hope to see you there. Both Philip and I will be attending. Uh, it'll be super fun. So really looking forward yeah, to really, this. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And, you know, sometime around then is when the real shows start, right? Mm-hmm. I'm guess, excited. I'm trying I to get to a CDI or something, see some week. riding. I think that week is a CDI. I, don't quote me on that. Um, I believe it starts, yeah, around yeah. that around that week. So, But you can uh, also find all that CDI information on the global website, uh, which is a really good one. So that's really fun to see. So, yeah. yeah so cool. lots of good stuff. Yeah, it's all coming up. It's all going to be crazy busy again, yeah. riding and learning and good stuff and showing yeah, for you yeah uh, mine's yeah, a little ways off right <laughs> yeah you you've got a lot of ways off but uh, <laughs> ready to rock and roll it should be really fun so yeah. uh yeah we're gonna start showing uh pretty much the end of january so it's coming up it's crazy. so what are we going on uh on for the show today yeah, so we have a great interview from lynn palm i think everyone will really enjoy that um but our first commercial break is bed in a box 
And right after that, we're going to come back and just have a, a funny with some judges comments. Well, hi, everyone. Glenn the Geek here. And I got to tell you a little story. My wife and I, eight years ago, decided that we needed a new mattress. Ours was pretty old. So we, at that time, memory foam mattresses were just starting to come in to be a big thing. And we wanted ourselves a memory foam mattress. So I got on Google or or Yahoo or whatever it was back then. And we searched and we came up with this company called Bed in a Box. And the thing that caught my attention about Bed in a Box was the name, Bed in a Box. And I just thought that was fascinating. So we hopped on there and we ordered ourselves a queen-size foam mattress. We had never had one before. Well, eight years later, we just got a new one because we were so happy with the old one. And we put the old one now in the spare room, which I think was a mistake. We'll talk about that later. But we put the old one in the spare room and we have this new one that we absolutely love. And I'm so excited to announce that Bed in a Box is our newest sponsor here for 2016 on the Horse Radio Network. And I have Brad from Bed in a Box with me. Hi, Brad. Hey, Glenn. How's it going? Good. Thank you, first of all, for eight great years of sleeping. I'm just oh, saying. hey, you're more than welcome for that. <laughs> I know that you probably hear that a lot, but we had never, we had always owned the traditional mattresses. You know, you go to Sears, you lay down, you lay on a couple of them, and you go, I want that one, right? Isn't that what most people do? Or they go to the mattress store or whatever. You know, most people do not order them in a great big box that come from uh, UPS or a delivery service. So, sure, yeah, yeah. Most yeah. people are. They go to the stores and they lay on a million different kinds. And then by the time you've laid on, you know, 50 different mattresses at 10 different stores, they all feel exactly the same. Exactly. And then you end up buying the cheapest one. So that's, yep. that's what yep. happens. Well, we uh-huh. want we wanted to try this whole foam thing, which we had never done before. And, you know, it was really starting to become big eight, ten years ago when we when we looked at our first one. And we went, mm-hmm. as I said, in bed in a box uh, because one of your warranty you had back then and your guarantee that you had back then. And then also the reviews were really good. So we ordered it. I got to tell you, we at, we will not when we go to hotels now, we love getting home to get back to our foam mattresses because hotel mattresses just don't cut it. They are so comfortable, and the way your body just gets basically absorbed into the mattress, there's not the stress points. And for horse people who are always sore, who've always sore from riding or falling off or cleaning stalls, we're always being beat up. My wife's broken every bone in her body at least once, and these are just so comfortable, and they take those problems away. Yeah, absolutely. It's That's one of the best mem- benefits of memory foam is just the the fact that it has that pressure relief. Um, you know, because you really just get rid of that and those aches and pains just kind of melt away. Um, you know, and, and the biggest thing is that you lay in one position, you fall asleep and you wake up in that position, then, you know, you've got a good restful sleep. You weren't tossing and turning all night. Exactly. Exactly. Now, bed in the box, how long ago did it start? We started in 2006, uh, sold the first mattress in 2007. And then kind of been rolling along ever since. So we bought, and one it's of all the first been online. <laughs> Actually, yep, you could very, <laughs> you very well could have. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, as I said, we've been thrilled with it. It's still going strong. It's in the spare room now for our guests to sleep on. One of the things I really liked, and and you know, it's risky buying a mattress that you haven't laid on right in the store, which you 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 don't get to do here. But you take that risk away with a couple of different things. Tell us about it. Sure. One of the first things that we have is the 120-day zero-risk trial. Basically, what that means is from the first day that you get the mattress up until 120 days later, 
you can lay on that every night, try it out, you know, whenever you want to and see, you know, is this the mattress for me? No pressure of, you know, well, I have to make this decision soon. Take your time, make sure that it's the right mattress for you. We want you to be happy with it. And so if I don't like the mattress, I just call you up? Yeah, you just call us up and our customer service team is excellent at, you know, identifying any problems that you're having with it. We try to work with you. If there is something that we can do to maybe help you sleep a little more comfortable on it, we certainly go to that link to do it. If not, then we take care of arranging the return process. Well, I got to tell you, too, uh, one of the things I recommend when you first get your first memory foam mattress uh, is to sleep on it for a week or two before you decide. When The first couple of nights are different because it conforms to your body much differently. Well, the other mattresses just don't. So the mm-hmm. fact that these do conform to your body and really don't give you the pressure points that the other mattresses do on your arms or your side or however you sleep... You're, it's going to take you a couple of nights to get used to it, but then all of a sudden you're going to be a week later and you're going to go, you're going to, it's just going to dawn on you that I've been sleeping better. And mm-hmm. it's, am I right? Am I the only one that went through that process? No, there's a lot of customers that go through that exact same process. You know, there's, when you've been laying on a mattress that hasn't been supporting you properly for a while, you kind of, your body gets used to it and kind of adjusts to it. Well, when you go back to one that's supporting you properly, your body's being kind of forced to correct itself and it kind of, you know, it doesn't want to do it for the first few days you wake up a little, you know, with some aches and pains, but then, yeah, like you said, you'll, you'll all of a sudden wake up one day and you'll realize that, Hey, my back's not sore or, you know, my, my hips aren't sore anymore when I'm waking up. This is fantastic. I'll tell you, once you go back, once you start, once you do a memory foam mattress, you don't go back. That, that is for sure. And when I talked to customer service all those years ago, when we first bought our first one, your customer service is excellent, by the way. When I talked Thank to you. Southern Hospitality, when I talked to them, <laughs> they, they, you know, they told me all these things and they also helped us kind of pick out because you have so many different models. They kind of helped us pick out a model that they thought we would like. And, uh, they were so good about that. I really liked uh, our customer service experience, which when you're spending this much money and ordering it through the mail, you know, it, it's something you worry about. Yeah, absolutely. That is one of the biggest things that, you know, initially we had to overcome was, you know, someone spending this kind of money. They wanted to know that there was a company behind us that was going to be here for a while. Um, so, you know, we definitely wanted to make sure that all our customer care agents were trained and make sure that they understand that, you know, taking care of the customer is the top priority for us. We want you all to sleep happy. That's, that's an absolute priority for us. I got to tell you, if you guys have not tried a memory foam mattress and, and you're due to get a mattress or you just want to get a new mattress or what the heck, you don't need a new one, but you want a better night's sleep, then visit bedinabox.com. And the reason it's called Bed in a Box is this thing actually, your mattress will actually come in a box. And it you open up the box. It's kind of pressure packed because it is foam. It's kind of pressure packed. You open up the box and you take the plastic off and your mattress grows and and within an, what about an hour you can sleep on it yeah we tell people now that by the time you get done making the bed it's ready to go and the other thing it eliminates every married couple will know what i'm talking about and it's that extra arm one of the two of you no matter how you're laying has the extra arm you know exactly what i'm talking about well it eliminates that because your extra arm kind of sinks it has a place to go now without a pressure point and so every married couple knows what i'm talking about with the extra arm Okay, now you have a, several different choices on the website. What's the best way for people to figure out what's best for them? Uh, usually the first thing that we tell people is, you know, are you a back sleeper or are you a side sleeper? Um, if you're kind of in between, we, and we start from there. So if you're, a, if you're like a back sleeper, 
most people usually, if they sleep on their back, prefer a firmer mattress. So that's kind of the way we'll we'll go with it. If you're a side sleeper, you usually want something softer because your hips and your knees are going to kind of sink down into the foam a little bit more. So you need a little more cradling support. And I, what I recommend is just call them. Call them and talk to them about this, and they'll recommend one for you that will best fit your situation and your price point, too. Uh, both of those things. But uh, I can't recommend... My wife and I, Jennifer and I, cannot recommend it enough. Bedinabox.com. There's other memory foam companies out there, but I doubt there's any that have the customer support and really that have the 120-day the zero-risk trial, the 20-year warranty, uh, and the free shipping, You know everything that goes along uh, with Bedinabox.com. Thank you so much brad we appreciate you being on and again thanks for so many years of good sleeping well over the break we got um a really really funny email from eventing connect um it is the top 22 uh dressage judge judges comments of 2015 and uh these are gonna make you laugh so uh we're just gonna start reading them off um yeah i i mean i was just gonna say that i really like these because some of them i try and imagine Sort of what was going on to cause this these these comments, and it's it's just sort of funny to think about. I know, yeah. So the first one is dangerously high head carriage from Nikki Cook. Yeah. So I mean, for me, dangerously high that would be have to be. I, I, yeah, <laughs> Some of them don't even really make a whole lot of sense no, you know, like, like, out of context. I'm sure if you saw what was going on, maybe that would work. <laughs> I like I like this one. This erratic steering. This is. Uh, written to an eight-year-old who was riding an intro test. I can, I can imagine. I've seen some of that erratic steering before. <laughs> yeah, I have too. Um, the next one by Tammy Rose is get a bigger whip. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I've never like. I I, 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 I don't know. I can only imagine that somebody was riding with a with a um, jumping bat, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the horse is being bad. The judge is like, you need yeah, you need to whip it. Like that's not normal. That's not a normal com- comment. <laughs> we, they don't say the judge's names. It's other right. Just the rider, yeah, I think that's them. fine. Um, some of them are not very nice. Like so no, this this next wrong. one is like she looks like a hunter jumper who woke up this morning and said, "I think I'll ride dressage today." Oh, that's, I think that's a little mean spirited. It's mean spirited. We don't like that one. Um. Okay. The next one. Your horse would be more supple if oh, you had the hips of a eighteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is somebody supposed to take from that? That is. That is not nice. Again, that's I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, that's not nice. Yeah. Maybe joint injections for the rider. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some yoga. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. WTF was that? That I mean, just as what? an isolated that, comment, I that, think that's yeah, not that, that, what a judge should yeah. be writing on a test. I think uh, significantly, this is not the, the the USDF judge's license would not be okay with these. Yeah. Um, the next one I have is disturbing hands. Well, uh, okay, that, that's. Yeah, I think yeah, that okay. mean the rider definitely needs to work on their hands. Yeah, I think you could, there's a longer way to say that, maybe, and it, you know, more constructive. This one says survival mode. Okay, how bad was that test? Yeah, that must have been somebody trying to stay on. Yeah, that's bad. I imagine the horse doing a bronc move or something. Yeah. No, I I think I've gotten this next one. Uh, And I've even said it about myself on my first pre-St. George. But the the quote is, possibly the fastest dressage test ever written. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah. Speed is not activity, Reese. Yeah, speed is not activity. I yeah, I watched the video. I'm like, wow. I, I was really I was fast. really going fast. I yeah. was going forward. Um, <laughs> ride one darn half halt. So yeah. Um, do not show after six months gestation. This one comes with a little comment from whoever posted it. It was somebody riding a uh, 25-year-old not pregnant mare who was living on grass at the time. So maybe She's maybe this horse had a big brow. I, yeah. So neat. That's not nice. That's not nice. Yeah. I, I was so imagining, I, I, the, when I first read this one, I was imagining it was they were talking about the rider. Yeah, I did too. And then I was like, whoa. That's oh, really no. <laughs> yeah. It's probably good um, advice if, that's, if that was the case. <laughs> Yeah, right. So uh, this one, I, I maybe have gotten this kind of or similar. Looks like a wind-up toy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine this was about a, uh, the pony trot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please remove your phone from your boot. <laughs> well, I think that's fair if, you, if you're yeah, going around with a fair. phone in your boot or something. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I love this one. Yeah, this is funny. For a properly trained horse, pig, turkey, mates should not bother. Please desensitize. Mating should not bother. Please yeah, for a properly trained horse, pig, and turkey mating should not bother. <laughs> How many horses are going to be calm while, while pigs and turkeys, like, pigs and turkeys are getting it on? I wonder if that's together. Moving on. Hopefully Don't not. Give, yeah, moving on. Don't give up. Get help. See, that's sort of, yeah, that's okay. That's yeah, okay. This one's not okay. Horse should be pulling a milk cart. I've ridden horses that should probably pull a milk cart myself, but yeah, I Yeah, but it's judge, that's not the judge's place to say. I agree. These are, some of these are not nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, riders sadly no more than a passenger. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I've, yeah, I think I've experienced this with a student before that said like, you know, like, are you su- aren't you supposed to be looking sort of like a passenger? Maybe the horse is being oh, bad I mean, and they weren't yeah. doing anything about it. I don't know. Yeah. 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 All, All right, right. The next one. It must be like riding a snake. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's a really wiggly horse. We've all ridden all those. Yep. We have definitely, definitely done that. And this is a similar one. Very supple. Almost as if, as if each leg is doing a different test. All right, maybe maybe these horses need to be organized a little bit more. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> no extra points for running over the chicken. I yeah, I, there must have been dressage with chickens. I've never I, seen this, but wow, I feel like I. Well, if there are chickens, animals. maybe yeah. you should get extra points for running them over. Most horses would just freak out. Yeah, I, I don't think I could even get close to a chicken on most of my horses. Yeah. Hmm. You look like you might be late for a train. Uh, that must go along with the <laughs> with the fast test situation. Yeah. I've been there. I've done it. So, <laughs> yeah. That is the biggest 10-meter circle I've ever seen. <laughs> so, Good comments. You know, some not so yeah, nice. Most of them, yeah, most so of them nice. pretty funny. Yes. You know, so I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, is there any that you can remember from, from tests that you've written other than the uh, fastest test ever seen? Gosh, how about you? I, I'm gonna think. I, yeah, I, that's, I, I was really trying to come up with one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, um, I'd have to go. I, I, yeah, I'd probably have to go way back. You know, they, I'm sure I'd remember it. Probably at the time they weren't funny, but now they probably are funny. 
Yeah. I'm sure if I, I dug deep into the, into the records, I could find them. Um, but I do think that, you know, my whole thing on judging is sometimes I think you have to just remember judging is very hard. I have to be honest. I don't like it myself at all. I'm much more a trainer than I am a judge because it is very hard. If you've ever tried it or judged or sat in that box and scribed, you know, typically judges do a very, very good job and they have to really, they have to look at what they see and and write it down. But as you see from some of these comments, I never changed my training style for one judge's comment. Right. And I say the same thing for my students. Everybody has a bad day. The judge doesn't know, you know, what happened in the barn or, you know, who knows, maybe just had a fight with someone or somebody was in an accident. I mean, they, they don't know only thing their job is to do, and and they don't care, nor should they really, that's your trainer's job, but their job is to literally comment on those. On what they're seeing, yeah. What they see right Five minutes at that, yeah, at that moment. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, so, but, but, you know, there's a couple, you know, I've, uh, I've had students that, you know, where um, the judge has made a comment about the appropriateness for their horse for dressage, and I think that's sort of. Yeah, that's not nice. Yeah, not, I mean, past not nice, but past the spirit of the sport. Absolutely, and you can. You know, so what? So what is the recourse for a rider who maybe gets a comment like that? That's a great question, and I know this because um, every judge, and I don't know about Canada, Philip, but every judge in the United States, if you can fill up a judge's comment card, you really can. You can fill a judge's comment card. It goes to USCF, and it will it will get read. It will go into that judge's. So is that the show office that makes those available? Yeah, or you can call the USCF office directly, and and you know, essentially you form a complaint and, and it, and it happens. And sometimes, you know, you should for sure talk to your trainer. Um, there was a test my student wrote in last year, which was actually terrible. The test was not good. Uh, she was very upset about the judge's comment. Um, and I said, well, do something about it. Send it, send it in, put it, you know, get it in their file. And, and they, those do get read. They really do. And, and there are committees that go through those at the end of the year, um, to kind of make sure that, that the judges are doing the right thing. So you can do that. I don't know about Canada, but you can do that in the United States. So. Yeah, I mean, you can contact uh, Equine Canada, you know, and uh, I don't know the exact process, but uh, yeah, um, there is a way to, yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's I, important. If you really feel that strongly, um, you know, again, if it's a comment about uh, your horse or, um, you know. Or about you, as a, you know, you I've, I've seen some stuff that's, that's not, yeah. not appropriate, yeah. you know, that I think that. Okay. You know, they may not do something about one comment or, you know, but if, if a certain judge is getting That's continuous right. sort of complaints and, and there, there's a case built towards, you know, if they're making comments a lot, you know, at every show or something, you know, then I think, yeah, I think that's something that should be done. You know, once you get your judge's card, you shouldn't be able to write whatever you want and just, yeah, right? Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think but, there is a, everywhere. <laughs> yeah, email us if you have any other funny judges' comments that you've received and you want us to read on air. I think they're fun, and, and I'm going to watch out for funny ones this year, and uh, I'll share them when we get them. But uh, uh, I think overall it's super funny and, um, you know, enjoy, you know, definitely. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fun thing from uh, Eventing Connect that they did that to collect a bunch of judges' stuff. So uh, that's a cool, good idea. Cool. I mean, you know, you have to be able to laugh, right? Yeah, absolutely. So at some level, this is all for fun. <laughs>
Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Well, right after this commercial break from 2K Gray, and we're very excited. We got this note from 2K Gray. Uh, we are excited to offer Horse Radio Network and listeners an exclusive promo code that deducts 10% off of all 2K Gray orders. All you need to do is enter the promo code, quotation marks, HRN10, quotation marks, and that is all capital letters. So capital HRN10. Uh, into the redemption code field when you check out via 2kgray.com website. And it will take 10% off the entire order. Nice. So, thank you. Thank you to 2K Gray. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And the britches are fantastic. I was just telling Phil, uh, I'm going to look forward to wearing them at the trainer's conference. They're so pretty and very, very <laughs> comfortable. So I'm looking forward to that. Kay Gray's mission is to honor a woman's adventurous spirit by creating apparel that offers comfort while riding, plus style when you're not. In 2011, Grand Prix rider and entrepreneur Chris Pinto joined forces with fashion industry veteran Meryl Ranzer to create a chic and sophisticated line of performance riding breeches that look and feel better than your favorite pair of jeans. The line, made for women by women, is now being expanded and refined by teaming up with global equine manufacturer and distributor Intrepid International and notable fashion designer Kia Tomlin. 2K Gray offers serious riding clothes that are sturdy in the saddle, yet slimming, stunning, and sophisticated everywhere else. Each detail, from pocket shape to seam placement, is designed to enhance a woman's silhouette and to celebrate different body types. The collection is machine washable and proudly designed in the USA. Check out the new and exciting designs at 2kgray.com. That's the number two, the letter K, G-R-E-Y, dot com. You can also follow them on Facebook at 2kgray. Feel better and ride better. 2kgray. Well, Phil, before we get to this week's news and what's coming up, we're going to have a quick commercial from Kentucky Performance Products. He was her first love. The one that started it all. He taught her how to master the posting trot and navigate her first hunter course. They spent hours together exploring the trails and hanging out in the barn. His name was doodled on every page in her school notebook. His coat gleamed in the sun as he met her at the gate each day, snuffling for a treat. From the first time she saw him poking his head out of the stall to the last time she patted him goodbye, He was, and always will be, her everything. This love story is brought to you by Nalox Advanced, providing complete support for a healthy digestive tract, which reduces the risk of colic and digestive upset. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, it is so exciting this evening to have Lynn Palm on from Fox Grove Farm. How are you, Lynn? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so happy to have you on the show, and we snagged you for a couple interviews this show. So thanks for being such a good sport and, and staying on with us. And we wanted to do our first discussion. We were talking a little bit off air on Western dressage and the kind of the whole movement. I mean, it's become an incredibly... Um, big movement. And can you kind of talk to us a little bit about your involvement and how you started and how you see things going these days? 
Well, my involvement is um, I grew up in the dressage saddle, so um, I've used the basics of dressage principles for as a multidiscipline trainer, competitor, um, doing many different disciplines, but my heart has always been with dressage and specializing with the quarter horses because um, I wanted to always try many different things. Um, it led to um, riding both English and Western. And a short three years ago, this uh, move, and it's a great move from a group of people that um, have uh, Morgans, Arabs, um, Frisians, I think, Andalusians, and these people all got together and, and started a nonprofit with Western Dressage. And it really um, has been um, amazing to see a new discipline um, become so popular so fast and um, for many, many different reasons. But my true um, um, heart behind it all is being involved in uh, stock horse or Western horse industry, even though the English horse has always been my um, favorite, and I've excelled with the English horse to do some Western events also. Um, the uh, um, uh, involvement is, is um, people love it. The, 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 it gives them something more solid, substantial because of having levels and, and, and something that they can follow like traditional dressage. It's, um, they, they want to ride well for their horses. They love the fact of what they feel in the harmony of horse and rider because they are riding with more accuracy and correctness. They're understanding their horse better. Um, there's just so many facets that are just interesting people. And, and one thing where a huge market of our horse industry is that middle-aged woman, you know, they like that comfortable Western saddle that's got a horn right in front. Yeah. And you can dress up in different outfits and, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a rage right now. It's yeah. amazing. So Lynn, I have I have some questions. So, uh, okay. what is the nonprofit where people can kind of get some more information about? Yes, well, I have followed the Western Dressage Association of America. There is a couple others out there, but okay. they're the ones that are the first ones to do it, and they set up correctly a nonprofit. They uh, as a as a national organization, and the states, different states, are following it. Florida is one of the fastest growing. Florida and Colorado are the biggest ones right now. But many states, I'm not sure how many are also involved. But why I'm supporting them is because USEF recognized the people that are involved and their intentions for the correct education and to mirror the tra traditional dressage, USEF has approved that organization. Awesome. And that's where that gives, for me, the credentials and the, su the substance to say, hey, now we've got something that is our national governing body that's saying Western dressage is okay. It's a part of the industry that's needed, and they're moving forward with it. And that's where we're supporting that. Fantastic. Yep. So you talked about the levels. So, you know, us as dressage writers are used to training level, first level, on up to Grand Prix. Can you describe a little bit of what are the levels? Yep, the levels are at, uh, for it again as a young three-year-old, um, uh, and I think 2017 it will allow 
levels to grow because a USCF, they have to be so long in, in a certain um, phase. But there's an intro level, just like traditional dressage, walk and trot. The training level in Western dressage is called basic level, which is your, your there's three, uh, sorry, four tests to each level, whereas in traditional there's three test in each level, but it's your introduction of your canter work in that level, and then your first level, second, and there's third level in the Western dressage that is, um, that's offered right now, and it goes up to um, um, movements as um, you do, uh, well, in the first level, they have the yielding, just like in traditional, they have lengthening, starting to lengthen at the trot. Your second level, then you get into your lateral work of your shoulder in, your raw there, haunches in, um, um, your uh, walk canter departs, canter walk. Your third level then in, has a little more through the change of lead, um, through the trot, through the walk. They don't have flying change yet. That'll come in 2017, but they do have turn on the haunches. They have uh, a pivot. Um they have the lengthenings of the canner, uh, counter canner. So there, it's, there's it's a similar. good mixture of the yeah. mirroring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The traditional dressage, and I think as it grows into a fourth level and where it goes from there, is the development of the discipline. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you'll ever see sliding stops, but you may see, you know, a pivot that is simulated to like a reigning spin, but not with speed. I think you'll see tepi lead changes. I think you'll see canter pirouettes. Those are all the things that a Western horse also can do. Or a horse can do in a Western saddle, I should say. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I have got to ask, you said outfits. Talk to me. We got some well, that's so cool. You know, in the competition, and I worked with a wonderful company, um, a gal that is a dynamic person that's developed the hobby horse clothing. It's a whole Western line, and she's just done amazing of educating and um, um, a, a moderate um, uh, clothing line for the Western show world. And I've worked with her, and really there's there's four types of outfits that you can create with the Western dressage. Of course, one is mirroring the Spanish outfit, which that's where it originated. Portugal, Spain, South America came up to California, across the United States. So Spanish influence is, you know, the the short type jacket, the the hat that's flat brimmed, um, a flat top hat, uh, the high top boots like your English boots, um, more okay. in a black type of an outfit, but the Spanish type outfit. Then you have the vaquero, which I really like. The vaquero is a little, um, it's it's vests, it's scarves, it's shirts, it's the chink chaps, which is a short chap below the knee with fringe. Um, high top western boots they're really fun um, so and again that same kind of Spanish hat with a top uh, flat brim top um, flat topped hat um, and then of course you've got the show ring type outfit which is a, your, your standard hat and chap western um, um, outfit with either um, a jacket a vest a little bit of bling if you want, Ooh. 
Well, okay. I mean, okay. shoes, boots, and stuff. And then you have your rancher style, oh, which wow. is a little more casual. It can be a simple shirt, western hat, with or without chaps, short or long chaps. Um, you know, a little more casual, but a rancher style um, uh, competitive outfit. So that would that would be in, that would be in jeans, right? That's awesome. What, you know, and us ladies, we like to do those kinds of things. And I'm really excited. Yeah. I know. Phil's not the outfit, but I was yeah. like, what? Talk to me about this outfit. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Like it. I like yeah. it. And so, but the, the tack is conservative. Rarely do you, are you seeing much, you can do show ring, you can do some silver, but it's more working style uh, equipment that really is, is you're seeing the most of. Of course, that goes along with the Spanish ranching and vaquero outfits. You don't have the silver and the bling that you see in the show ring um, in the Western classes today. Oh, I love it. Um, I just had a quick question. You know, is this all the riding done with one hand? Well, you know, that's the other best part about the Western. No, it can be done with two hands. It can be also done with one. It's optional. Of course, one always with a curb bit, but two hands with a snaffle or a curb bit. Or, again, two hands always with a hackamore can also be used. That's no bit. That's a traditional Western bridle hackamore. Um, and then you can also use what they call, which comes from the uh, Spanish vaquero training, is there's a graduation, and this is where the event may evolve, but there's a graduation with the real Ficaro training, where actually they start the horses in a hackamore, go to a snaffle, then instead of like us in traditional, go to a full bridle, they go to a little teensy um, um, hackamore, which they call a bocita, that sits underneath a curb bit. And that huh. curb bit, they, use, they then they ride with two reins. Oh, wow. Like the same as a traditional full bridle. But they do that as a graduation in the true, correct training to then graduate to riding just with a curb bit. Wow. Okay. That yeah. Makes, right. that so makes very sense. interesting. interesting. They, now, Lynn, you came out with a book because when I was searching on Amazon about Western dressage, you have a book out uh, to help people start, don't you? Yes, I do. That's Discovering Western Dressage. And then also one that I um, have had a lot of success with, and again, it's really helped the Western world, is The Rider's Guide to True Collection. And I guess I've just seen with this um, evolution, actually, over the last 20 years in the Western world, people riding Western trying to collect horses and not having any idea what's going on and how to do it. This tip brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. 
We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time, we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. So, Lynn, how about for this this uh, week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, can yep. you go, go with us and talk to us a little bit about your stages of collection and, and a little bit about, you know, how, what you go through in the book? Because it's fantastic. Okay. Well, first, um, the, you know, the, the main thing is, is being able to um, know your horse, understand your horse, whatever level it's at. And to have um, obedience and manners and response and command with your horse on the ground. I do that from either working in hand, lunging, lunging bidding, long lining. And why those, those things are very important, one, it's uh, a variety that you can do with training your horse, but it's also you're on the ground, you've got your eyes to visually see how your horse is developing or where he's at or new goals that you're going to advance him toward and when. So those are all important parts of the training and evaluation of your horse. But then the biggest part of the book is I also, people don't know what natural self-carriage is. And I loved one time when I saw Reimer Klimke give a lecture saying that they never start their horses at least until three years old. They're in a pasture growing up and yada, yada. But when they do, their first year under saddle is only riding with loose reins and letting them learn natural self-carriage. Same thing I do. Excellent. They learn to carry my weight. I guide them. They know how to guide with my reins because of the ground training, but guide with legs and feet and just let them learn to carry themselves. Lynn, I just want to talk about that a minute because I think that's such an important yeah. thing is because, yeah. you know, a lot of riders when they're starting horses, um, you know, they ha- they have all the tools there. But I think in yeah. the beginning, you have to just sort of let the horse be and let them make mistakes because I think Absolutely. in the beginning, if you spend your whole time sort of packaging the horse together they don't really get a sense of you know moving on their own and what happens when they put a little bit too much weight on the you know on the inside uh front leg or something and and they stumble or they fall a little bit but i think that's all part of the horse learning for himself what to do so that you know when you start to actually do real collection that the horse that the rider doesn't have to do you know too much and overdo it and then you know and then and then you physically can't get strong enough to actually do real collection when we're talking about PF passage pirouettes you know Absolutely. so like i said it starts at 3 years old so you don't have to go back and redo all of that work all over again right let the horse go too fast sometimes or you know sometimes they get a little too slow they have to figure out that that's not great for them in the end anyways and the rider Absolutely. just has to get out of the way I, I think that's a really important point you know as far as you know when uh, when i start horses in my program so Absolutely. Yep. And it, and it, and each horse has a different timeline. You do the same kinds of things, but uh, I don't think people enough allow that time for natural self-carriage. And it's their first development. Some horses, it takes 10 months to a year. Some horses to the next year and a half. But it's, it's time that I do things so simple, but I just let them learn to carry themselves. And then I start to train them. 
Yeah. No, they start to do gradually with the baby steps of them starting to learn more controlled transitions and self-carriage and straightness and lateral movement. And, you know, you bring them along as you do in that first level to then as the levels take them up, then the horse gets stronger. And really the horse collects himself. I never teach them or compact them, as you say, yeah. to get them to collect yeah, the sure. development of the horse. They collect on their own and what you're doing with them and then getting stronger in their, in their body and their self-carriage. And that's the, I think you're just right on with, it takes time. Yes. You know, I can't go to the gym. If I were to start to go to the gym tomorrow, it's yep. going to take me six months or so to really get into training shape for, I, you know, whatever I want to do, run a marathon or yes. I don't know. Or, yeah, or before you add the next thing, right? You have to right. sort of before start at a base and, and work from there, mm-hmm. right? And, Absolutely. And I think you've got to think the same with horses. You know, it, yep. it really takes time and and it, yep. and, it, it, and it, I just literally had a lesson right before I came in with a horse that has come in for training and she's been in now two months and uh-huh. I wish it's a young rider and I wish we had taken a picture of the horse when the first day sure. day 30 day 60 yeah. you know the horse herself it's a mare she looks completely different even in her body and we yep. literally had the same discussion and that is you know sure. over it's a younger horse it takes time. Her sure. muscles aren't used to it. Her body's sure. used to it. Sure. And so, and and I loved how you said every horse is on their yeah. own timeline. This Absolutely. is like every human. <laughs> Without, <laughs> you know? And that's why I go back to the ground a lot because then I get to use my eye. Of course, you can feel, you can have a ground person when you're training and developing yeah. the horse and or rider. But if it's yourself training, you know, which we, even our students, we want them to ride on their own, but that's why I always still have make them come back to a part of it where you put your eye on the ground and you get to see your own horse and how he's doing what you're asking him to do. That's why the dressage riders love mirrors so much. Yeah, it's not, it's not to check the makeup every day, right? Absolutely. Unfortunately, I don't have mirrors, but yeah. I do go back yeah. to the ground for the same reason. Yes, that's right. I mean, I think we have a lot of different tools uh, mm-hmm. now that we didn't have or, or you know, that, that are easy. You know, somebody can take a video on your phone. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, your husband, my husband's great at that. Like, hey, honey, I need you for five minutes. And boom, he can take yeah. a video and I yep. can see it right away. And and I think that's, that's the deal with collection. Collection, you know, you read the scale of training in any discipline and you think, oh, well, that sounds pretty easy. No, yep. it takes a really long time. And no, he- yeah, Lynn, Lynn, the thing I saw was a little bit interesting. Maybe we want to go into that. Um, we've got a few minutes here. It's just the, on social media, we, we saw sort of, um, you know, a description of how a person can sort of feel the collection. Do you know what, you want, do you know what I'm talking about? With their um, body. It's a picture. You're helping a young lady um, yep. on the ground. So can you kind of go through that with us a little bit? And, and I'm sorry, I didn't understand fully your your question. Oh, we just I just thought there were some tips that we saw that a person can imitate collection with their own body. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, um, I was at a wonderful clinic in Texas. I can't remember uh, who was. It was a German man that was teaching that was in the United States for a long time. And he did this demonstration with a person where they could literally have an idea to understand the biomechanics of how a horse collects. 
And I've done this so many times, and especially, again, with people that don't understand or where I'm seeing more people that think that they're collecting their horse, but they're riding too much from front to back, and the horse is totally on the forehand. And you, you, you simply, and I've done this so many times, put a person, they got to be the horse on the ground. Their hands are the horse's front legs and the knees are the horse's back legs. And the great tip of somebody can do this after, and as I'm explaining it, it's very easy to do. You get your hands right underneath your shoulders and your knees right underneath your hips. Now, as you are there on the ground, make sure you've got a rug because you don't want your knees to start hurting. <laughs> you could already put your head upward in a comfortable position. So in other words, your head's like the pole of the horse. Okay. The second you put your head down, you're going to immediately feel more weight on your hands. Okay? Makes so, sense. Get yeah. back in that I'm, position. I'm it. Yeah, it's true. And you want to feel as much evenness of weight on your hands as your knees. But at the same token, you have to be able to say, where's the more weight on your hands or your knees? It's always the hands because of the weight of your head and neck, just like the horse. Yeah. So as we, the horse develops and collects, you have to get in an uphill balance, of course, bearing more weight behind, engaging more of the hind legs underneath to lighten the forehand. So you tuck your knees underneath your belly and you're going to find that there's less weight on the front legs. Well, actually, i got to back up just for a second. In both those positions, you say, let's go ahead and make a canter depart. So you lift your hands up off the ground, and boy, you can do it easy. In the first one, which is the self-carriage, the second one, you bring your knees underneath your body in that uphill balance, and wow, now they can really lift their hands up off the ground and do a canter depart. Well, that's why a horse can do a higher jump. That's why a horse can turn faster around a barrel. That's why a horse can do tempi lead changes and carry parallettes and passage and piaf. But I said, now let's do what most of people think collection is by pulling their head in and head setting. Well, when that happens, now you've got to draw your knees behind your hips. Makes sense. And get them back behind your hips. Now, let's put that head down because that's what the horse is going to do when you ride too much from your hands, seesaw, and headset. Now, let's try to do that canter depart. They cannot lift the front hands yeah, off the ground. Yeah. And they're yeah. saying, I can. I said, what you say? And I said, yeah. you're saying, I can't do it. I said, well, that's what your horse is saying. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's so true. And yeah, that was kind of cool. Example. It's really cool. And the pictures are great. And you can really see, actually, too, when the rider has yep. to tuck their knees under, they have to tuck their bum under, too. Yeah, to and that's exactly the horse does the same thing with his hip. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. You've got to tuck your bum. You've got to tuck your hip. Um, yep. So, so that's, really that's, cool. the, that's a, an excellent example for the people that we get. And there's so much still in the Western world, they think that, a headset is collection, mm-hmm. you know, as you right. collect the horse over time in the body and the horse is able to get that muscle out behind the jaw, they can flex at the pole and they're going to have a headset and you're going to have a, a connection to it without setting the head. It comes in time. Well, Lynn, you have been awesome tonight. We have learned so much, and thank you so much. You really spent a lot of time with us, and I really appreciate it. And um, I hope our listeners will take advantage. We can get questions to Lynn 
uh, and, and answer them here on the show about Western dressage. She's been so gracious to come on. And Lynn, how would our listeners find you online if they have any more questions? Oh, if they do, they can go to my website, uh, lynnpalm.com. Um, of course, we've got uh, the Facebook and all the social media. The same thing, just my name, Lynn Palm, you can find it. And, uh, yeah, if somebody's got questions right on our website, you can um, ask us, and we get uh, questions, and I'd be more than happy to um, answer any questions that people have. And, and really, the, the best part of it all is, is if, if I have a chance, just like I know both of you, if you can give back to somebody and make their horse happier, that's, what, that's our jobs as professionals. You got it. You got Absolutely. it. Thank you, Lynn. We'll talk to you soon. I can't wait. <laughs> As always, we love email and Facebook shout-outs. If anybody has any more questions on Western Dressage that we can put in our next segment with Lynn Palm, please feel free to email us. Um, but also, if you have any funny judges tips, or maybe not so funny judges tips, uh, we always like to put those in, and we'll be happy to do that. So, uh, we again, we wish everybody a very, very happy uh, New Year. We're a couple days late, but our first show of the year, we look forward to hearing how everybody has a wonderful 2016. Um, And you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at philipparksequestrian.com. And my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we'll talk to you next week. 